Perek Zayin. Nehemiah Perek Zayin now begins after we dealt with the actual building of the wall, after we dealt with some of the social issues and some of the enemies coming to harass the Jews. Uh, now we turn internally and Nehemiah essentially sets up the tasks for the new city that's built, the new walls that he built and established. Uh, and what he does is first he puts into place the tasks that are need to be done, uh, mainly the Levi'im. Then he goes through and essentially has a listing of the Alim of with the Zerubbabel, so a census of the city to get a better better understanding of who exactly is there. Uh, and the Pedic ends off speaking about dedications to the temple, uh, so continuing the process of renewing, strengthening, and fortifying uh, the newly rejuvenated city that Nehemiah uh, had strengthened. Pasuk Aleph. And it was when the wall was built, and I set up its doors, and its gatekeepers and singers and Levi'im were designated. It's worth pointing out that many of these things, essentially the Levi'im's tasks as doorkeepers and singers in the Beit HaMikdash, uh, wasn't necessarily tied to the walls of Yerushalayim, which was the project that Hanya was working on. They were tied to the Beit HaMikdash itself, uh, so not necessarily anything uh, inherently related to the fixing of the walls. Essentially what we see here is that Hamia is now, after he finished this pr- big project, uh, turning to the basic structure of the day-to-day life of the people, uh, putting back into place some of the ideas of the Torah and the way the civilization runs according to the, to the Torah, and started setting these things in motion. And I commanded Hanani, my brother, and Hananiah, the lord of the palace of Yerushalayim, for he was a man of truth and more fearful of God than many others. Uh, here Nehemiah starts specific appointments, and we notice a name here, Hanani. Uh, that is, if we recognize Hanani, that's the same name that originally came to Nehemiah and explained to him the problem uh, in the beginning that was going on with Yerushalayim and the situation the Jews were in. So he calls them, and we'll see now in Pesugimah what exactly he tells them. And I said to them, Let the gates of Yerushalayim not be opened until the heat of the sun, and while they are standing, let them lock the doors and hold them, and establish shifts for the people of Yerushalayim, each man in his shift and each man opposite his house. We see in this Pasuk, Nehemiah is entrusting them with the security of the city. And essentially what he does is the doors are locked until the middle of the day, essentially until the heat of the day, uh, when the sun is coming out and it's already bright and there's no concern of people sneaking up in the middle of the night. And while these guards are doing that, in addition, they actually should be responsible for holding the doors, for locking the doors, and for establishing shifts to watch over Yudashalayim, essentially guard shifts. And each man, in addition, would be facing his home uh, to give, again, we saw Nehemiah that several times added incentive for the people to be passionate about guarding their home and really uh, feel and care about what the, what they were doing and how integral it was to the success of Yudushalayim. Uh, it was their own family that we were watching over. 
פסוק ד' והעיר רחבת ידיים וגדולה והעם נעט בתוכה ואין בתים בנויים And the city was wide and open and large, and the people were small within it, and there were no houses built. Essentially, this pasuk is interjected, and there's two ways the Mephashim understand this pasuk. According to the Mitzudot, this pasuk is going back on what we just said before. The reason for the guards and watches and for all the precautions were because it was a large city with not a lot of people in it to protect it. According to Rabbag and the Malbim, however, this pasuk is moving forward, meaning it's not associated with the guards and the shifts that Nehemiah set up. It's, gonna, it's associated with what we're about to talk about, which is essentially the census. And the idea is that Nehemiah, in order to get a better understanding of exactly how many people were, were there, uh, performed the census, and that his impetus for doing so was that he realized he needed to begin to repopulate the city, uh, to have family histories, to understand who intermarried and who didn't, uh, to come and ask people to move into Yerushalayim. So for all these things, Nehemiah um, decided to do the counting. So essentially, Pasuk Talad, uh, explaining the situation of the city is that part of the impetus for the next couple of Pasukim and the rest of the Perek of why Nehemiah chose to do the counting. Pasuk Hei, And God put an idea in my heart, and I gathered the aristocrats and the lords and the people to trace their lineage. And I found the book of lineage of the original ascenders, and I found in it saying as such. Essentially, Nehemiah is saying he found a document that had all the lineage of the people who came up from Bavel to Yerushalayim. If this document sounds familiar, it's because we actually saw it in Izrat Herik Bet, uh, where we do have a, the almost nearly identical list. Uh, we'll go over some of the differences as they come up in the list, uh, but this is essentially a repeat of Izrat Herik Bet. Who are these Olim we're talking about? These are the people who came up with Zeru Bavel, so before Ezra and Nehemiah, uh, the original Olim who went up in the time of Cyrus to go and begin building the Beit HaMikdash. Zeru Bavel and the Olim were stopped the building of the Beit HaMikdash and it was later continued in the time of Atak Shasta. Rashi, interestingly enough, claims that this is the list of people who came up together with Ezra. It's an interesting comment because we know that Ezra came up after Zerubavel. Um, in this effort, Ezra, we see he came up a number of years after Zerubavel um, to rebuild the temple after the pause in the building of the temple. Uh, so therefore, according to this Rashi, essentially Rashi understands that Ezra came up together with, Nehemiah, with Zerubavel uh, and went back into Galut. And then came back a few years later to go and start rebuilding the temple. Another interesting point is there's a machloket about this document until when exactly it continues. Uh, so obviously the list is the document that Nehemiah found. Uh, but there are some who want to claim that even a couple of pedakim after our pedak, when it talks about, as we'll see, uh, basically public pr- progression and covenants, is still part of this document and didn't actually happen in the time of Nehemiah. It happened back in the time of Zerubbabel. Uh, we won't get into too much detail right now. We'll see as we begin Perechet and the rest of the Perechim. We'll go into more detail of the different opinions. Uh, but something to keep in mind uh, that the end of this document and what exactly what this document that Nehemiah found and what the Sefer Hayachas is isn't so clear. 
פסוק ו' אלה בני המדינה העולים שהיא הגולה אשר הגלה נבוכדנצר מלך פרדל וישובו לירושלים וליהודה איש לעילו. These are the children of the nation who came up from the captivity of exile which Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babel, had exiled, and they returned to Yerushalayim and Yehuda, each man to his city. So these were people who were, as we know, taken to Babel and returned back to Yerushalayim in what's essentially the first wave of returnees. Uh, these people, even though they were Hogla and Nebuchadnezzar, they were coming up in the time of Kodesh, so during the time from when they were exiled until they returned, uh, the seat of power transferred from Babylon to Persia. Uh, as a general high-level idea for how we're going to approach this list, we're going to point out some of the differences between this list and the list of Ezra. Uh, there are several differences for both in the names of the families mentioned and the exact numbers per family. Uh, so we'll point them out. The general idea that the Befarshim offer is that Nehemiah updated the list to reflect new populations or perhaps even new names of families that had emerged at the time. Essentially, we're dealing with a time period of about 30 to 40 years. So if we recall, Zerubbabel came up uh, at the beginning of Cyrus's reign. The building of the Beit HaMikdash was in pause for 18 years, and Nehemiah came several years after the finishing of the construction of the Beit HaMikdash. According to some of the more modern Mepharshim, who, as we mentioned, post-date uh, Ezra and Nehemiah to Adaxerxes, who has a little later period of time than uh, some of the other kings and the more traditional approach, uh, have an even greater gap of somewhere uh, around the 80 to 90 years. Obviously, in that time period, there wouldn't be much to adjust to either where you go um, in terms of births, deaths, people immigrating or emigrating in and out, as well as families uh, splintering off or starting again. Uh, one difficulty with that is that the total number is the same in both. Uh, so it's 42,360 in Nehemiah and 42,360 in Ezra. Uh, so it is difficult to say that 30 to 40 years later or 80 years later, it's the same exact number. This leads some people to perhaps hypothesize that there were various versions of the list. Uh, perhaps Ezra had one version, Nehemiah had another version of the same original list. Uh, perhaps Nehemiah was taking Ezra's list and may have had a slightly corrupted tradition of that list. Another possibility is simply more information came to Nehemiah after that time. He was able to say with more accuracy exactly what happened. Uh, but what it is clear is that there, you know, this, the, the differences, there are several differences in numbers and names as we'll go through them, but the total does remain the same. Pasuk Zayin. Habayim Zru Bavel, Yeshua, Nehemiah, Azariah, Ramiah, Nahamani, Mordahai, Bilshan, Misperet, Bigvai, Nehum, Ba'ana, Misparan, Sheam Israel. The people who came with Zru Bavel, Yeshua, Nehemiah, Azariah, Ramiah, Nahamani, Mordahai, Bilshan, the number of the distinguished men of the people of Israel. The list starts off with essentially the leaders of the people. The leader was Zerubavel. Um, as we know, he's the one who led the Aliyah. Uh, it's interesting in this passage, Zerubavel and Nehemiah are mentioned together. Uh, so we mentioned in your introduction that some people do want to say that Nehemiah was Zerubavel. Uh, this passage makes it very difficult to say that. Though, uh, 
as we'll get to in a moment, uh, perhaps this Nehemiah is not Nehemiah of our book, Sefer Nehemiah. Uh, going through the names, Zerubbabel, as we said, he's the leader. Yeshua, Yeshua is the Kohen Gadol, um, we, we know from Israel. Nahamani is a new name that was not in the list of important people at the beginning of the count in Sefer Israel. Uh, perhaps he was a young leader who had developed over time. Uh, Mordechai Bushan, the Talmud identifies that as one person who is the famous Mordechai from the story of his dead. An interesting point which the Talmud points out is here is that Israel, in Israel Mordechai is mentioned fifth, here he appears sixth. Uh, he essentially got moved down a spot, uh, essentially because we added Nahamani. And the Tamud goes on to explain that because Mordechai was too involved in the Persian court and did not spend enough time in Torah study, he got demoted, as it were, one spot in the list. Back to Nehemiah, uh, the reason why it's difficult to say this is the same Nehemiah as before is similar because, as we said, this is the time of Zerubbabel, the time of Kodesh. Uh, Nehemiah was coming 30 to 40 years later, even according to traditional Nefeshim. Uh, so, you know, the first time we hear of Nehemiah in his book is at this point. So if you do want to understand that explanation, then essentially what you have to say is Nehemiah was part of the original leaders, went up with Zerubbabel, uh, but came back once the Beit HaMikdash was stopped, perhaps, or perhaps he stayed for a bit longer while the Beit HaMikdash was finished, uh, came back to the Persian king, and then the story of Nehemiah starts, uh, where eventually he hears that there's trouble with the wall, um, and asks permission for the king of these. Uh, one difficulty with that is that from the beginning of Sefer Nehemiah, it doesn't seem like he knows about any problems with the wall, and it would seem odd uh, if he was actually there at the beginning that he wouldn't be aware of the problems and they would, that they would be very surprising to him. That does lead many to understand that Nehemiah was a common name at the time uh, and perhaps this is not referring to the same Nehemiah as our book. Because this parak is very lengthy, over 70 psukim, and we haven't gotten to 10 yet, we'll pick up the rest tomorrow and finish up chapter 7.